0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Hope you're all doing very, very well. Uh, We are back two nights in a row, can you believe it? If you haven't already, please do check out our um, review of the Bournemouth game yesterday where we were joined by the wonderful Anthony Gale. Uh, Son of former West Ham player Tony Gale and he was giving us his insights on Declan Rice and just what an amazing start he's had to his Arsenal career but also we spoke about the Bournemouth game in great detail myself Amanda Chris and of course Anthony were on that so do go back and check that out but that's enough of a promotion for that one, because we're already kicking it off into the next show. The games are coming thick and fast, as are the shows on the Same Old Arsenal podcast. And I'm back once again with my lovely guest, LL Cool James. How are you doing, my friend? We're back to review, preview, should I say, the game against London tomorrow in the Champions League.
1: Yeah, bonjour, ça va bien. Yeah, that's about as much as my French stretches. Um Yeah, no, very excited. Like I put earlier, it's our second foray into the Champions League and it's the away games. And these are the ones that I want to see, you know, this is the ones I want to see the performances in. I want to see how the rotation is handled and how we play. This is the most important, you know, for me, the away legs.
0: Absolutely. And although, yeah, I mean, people are saying this is a game where we've got um, an opportunity to rotate. And I do think we're going to get into our team lineups and everything a little bit later, but you know, this is this is a tough away game in the Champions League. Lons have had a, a mixed start to the season. We'll get onto that yeah. as well. But um, it's not a game we should take lightly, mate. I think if we no. rotate a little bit too heavily, we could leave ourselves short. So, how seriously do you expect Arsenal to take this game?
1: I think incredibly seriously, James. Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about their lineups and who's not going to be in, who, who they want in, who they're not going to be in, and. I don't necessarily say that us as a fan base, mollycoddle players. However, I do sometimes think that we're incredibly overprotective with that. I'm guilty of it as well. I'm incredibly guilty of it, but I think with Arteta's ruthlessness, he, he said before that most elite players play 60 plus games a season. So as much as we want this to be rotated, I can't see him doing it, James. And We are going up against a winning force in Europe now as well as in our own country that arguably has a better winning mentality and winning power than the 99 Ferguson United team did. So can you really afford to rotate as much as you want to when you're competing against a juggernaut that is the likes of this Man city side right now? Um, I don't as much as I'd like to say yes we can I don't think we can
0: and it's an interesting point you make there because um, coincidentally this big game comes right before another very big exactly. game we've got against Manchester City so I think that's why a lot of people want to see us rotate but I'm of the opinion that we need to keep that momentum going. We spoke about it on the podcast last night, but winning breeds winning, essentially. And if we keep that momentum going, going into a massive game against City, who have lost two on the trot, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure they'll pick it up in midweek in whatever Champions League game they've got. But I think we've got an excellent chance to beat City um, for the first time in a long time. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Obviously, we've got this game on Tuesday night, but I can't really blame Arteta. For potentially going really strong uh because if we want to keep that momentum going surely that, that's what you've got to do
1: yeah 100 percent, i agree
0: lovely stuff and i mean it's an interesting comment there's a bit off topic here from melissa in the chat box hope you're doing very well melissa Tierney's injured again and i know that's not related yeah. to the game we've got coming up tomorrow night um, but, I mean, Fiona Scott has backed that up with just as well we let Tierney go. I mean, look, I'd, I'd never wish an injury on a player, but it's kind of um, stereotypical of, of Tierney's Arsenal career. I do hate to say it because I love I love the kid so much. I think he's a fantastic yeah. footballer when he's fit and he had a brilliant start to his uh, his time at Sociedad. Um They were all, you know, full of praise for him. He had a very good game not too long ago. I think he, he bagged an assist for one of their goals. And this looked like a really good loan move for him obviously now he's potentially looking at, at three months out. Um, and I, I think his career at Arsenal is done, to be quite honest, but finding a yeah. suit for him in the summer could be could be difficult, seeing as, you know, it's his first run of starts in a good long while. And first thing that happens, you know, he breaks down. He was available for the most part of last season um, and was, you know, not playing as much, but maybe that's why he was available. It's just such a shame for him to finally get some minutes and, yeah. He breaks down. So I don't know if you want to. Yeah, go on, mate.
1: I just feel sorry for him. I mean, when you're still getting injuries as bad as this in a less physical and a less high tempo league, then um, that just, you know, that just spells to me that maybe your Arsenal time is over. And I've just seen Amanda make the comment there that maybe the manager knows. I think he did. And that's the, you know, he wouldn't let him go unless he felt that he could trust in him or he believes in him. And I think, I think that's you know, like you said, I think he's shot he shot with Arsenal. I don't begrudge him. He never moaned. He never complained. He had had success at Arsenal with an FA Cup, and you know, if you want to count two Community Shields, you can. Um, so I think he I think he can help hold his head up high. You know, he had he had a very good good time at Arsenal. Just it was just um, smashed with injuries. You know, just sadly, you know, diced with injuries and. Wherever he does go, I wish him nothing but the best. But in terms of Arsenal now looking to sell him because he is under contract, I think he's got three years left. But to recoup any sizable fee, I will be very shocked. I will be very shocked if we get anything more than about five to 10 million pounds for him after this season. And, yeah, that, and pain, like- that pains me as well.
0: Me too, mate. Me too. And it's a real shame because he was one of those players at the start of the transfer window. We were looking at being a guy that we could get 30, 40, 50 million for. I mean, the amount of times I saw people tweeting that we could get that amount of money, I think you're bang on. I hate to say it, but he could be another one of those players that come next summer, we're looking at deadline day and still trying to shift him on, which is a real shame because he is an unbelievably good left back. It's just these fitness issues that seem to be a problem. But Arsenal have a history of signing injury-prone players. And I have to say, I love that we're now moving in a way where, you know, we're kind of phasing these guys out of the squads. Um, I can't think of many that we've got at Arsenal now. Obviously, Thomas Partey is one that springs to mind. But we've gone out there, we've signed Declan Rice. And then the only other one could be Zinchenko. Um, but again, you know, we've got Kivior there at left back. We've got Tommy Asu who could potentially fill in. And I think we're being sensible in taking Zinchenko off at 60, 70 minutes in games that you would say we've already won. Um, and that brings me on to Lons on Tuesday night. Um, I mean, first and foremost, uh, what's your opening thoughts on Lons this season? I mean, it's been a, like I said at the start, a mixed bag for them. I think they've lost four games. Um, they're sitting 15th in Liga, but they have just won two games on the spin, mate. So it's not a foregone conclusion by any means.
1: Yeah, I mean, they finished second last season in France, so they've arguably got something good about them and they've just had a bit of a topsy-turvy start to this season. I mean, Leon I think, are rock bottom of the league at the moment, aren't they, out there? So it's really all going a bit peak song over there in France at the moment. But yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to underestimate them. They're, they're a good side, James. They've got a player, I think it's wahi. I think I don't know, I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's a very, very special young talent. He was linked with us. I think he was linked with Man City. So it'd be nice to see him play. I think they got Hydara that used to play for Newcastle. He wasn't a bad player back in the day. And they got uh, Men Nampolis Mendy, who was massively massively bigged up when he went to Leicester but flopped terribly he's gone back to France now used to be at Nice before he was another one he was linked with Arsenal beforehand as a CDM he was meant to be I thought he was a very very good player but yeah he ended up at Leicester and flopped it big time so yeah yeah you know I'm not going to take anything for granted you know they're at home they've got a bit of an atmosphere about them and uh we'll we'll have to wait and see you know we'll see what happens on the day but I think I think we got enough to beat most of these teams in this group, James, and we laid the marker last week. Um, well, not last week, sorry, a couple of weeks back with a 4-0 win. So I think we know what we need to do and how we need to do it. It's just going out there and executing it. But yeah, I don't I don't take anybody for granted, especially in these away ties.
0: No, and it's um, I'm of the opinion that it doesn't really matter how poorly a team is necessarily doing in their league. When it comes to the Champions League, it's a totally different story. Even in the Europa League, it can be a very tough game. You know, the crowd gets going hostile atmosphere which I fully expect it to be tomorrow night but quality on the pitch we should have the beating of lawns even if we do have a slight bit of rotation in there we look at their transfers this summer and as you say they bought in Eli wahi uh, but they have lost a key player for them in Fofana, who's gone to Saudi which I have to say I'm really disappointed about because he's a quality player that you know should have been playing in the Champions League. And they've also lost a pender who was a great striker for them and he's gone to I believe it's Leipzig. So Yeah they... he's
1: he's a great forward by the way. He's a very yeah. good player.
0: Yeah I saw he's already banging in the goals for Leipzig and he scored yeah. a hell of a lot for Lons last season. So um as good as he is He's not scored for them yet in the league. So, you know, I think it's still very much a transitional adjustment period for Lons. And um, even though you could argue that we're not fully clicking just yet, we are in a position where we can really take advantage of them not quite being at their best. And okay, they've won two on the bounce, but they are conceding goals left, right and centre. And I'd be really disappointed if we didn't fully test them in this game and, you know, see something close to a repeat performance that we did against PSV. Maybe it won't be quite that emphatic, but... You know, 2-0, 3-1 win away from home. I think that would lay another marker and, you know, keep this Champions League momentum going and this momentum going in general following on from the weekend. But we do have a very positive bit of injury news, mate. First and foremost, Bakayo Saka, the guy is made of titanium, um, hobbled off against Bournemouth. And he's pictured there with a smile on his face in training today. I mean, I, I don't think there were even any doubts about him not making this game. But there he is, fit and firing. I'm not sure if for me he would start this game, and we, we'd get onto the team lineups very shortly. But the real James, can I just say,
1: of course, if, if Bakayo Saka is on that plane, he start. I think, yeah, I think he's, we all not, he's, he's not. He's not taking him to sit on the bench. So no, if you, if it's up to if you center, see any picture be, yeah. of of Saka in that nice new green hoodie with the white trim, giving a little thumbs up going up the stairs onto a plane, then know that come eight o'clock tomorrow night or seven o'clock when it gets announced on uh, Twitter, Bakayo Saka will be in that starting lineup, my friend.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he will. And uh, look, I've not got a problem with that. If he's fit he feels fine to play the game, do it by all means. But if we're 2-3-0 up, take him off please oh yeah if
1: if we're if we're again if we're cruising like we did in the uh, last game at about 55 60 minutes if we're three or so up hook them all mate because the game at the weekend as much as i think our european status as a club is so so poor um and i'd love us to make make a marker in the champions league and even win the champions league your bread and butter still the prem and for me i think the game on sunday has much more importance to it than this one tomorrow.
0: Yes, absolutely. But we do still need to win this one.
1: Oh, 100%. Oh, to oh, win this James, game. I want to win a raffle if we're in it. So, yeah, got to win everything.
0: But the big bit of team news I was going to talk about is that Partey is back ahead of schedule, which um, I have to say I'm really excited about because I'm not sure if he'll feature in this game but to see him back in training, especially with that game on the horizon against City, to have a potential midfield-free option of Erdegaard, Rice, Partey, I think would be absolutely massive. It's the midfield-free that started against City in the Community Shield. And surely if Partey's back in training, there's an opportunity for him to to make the score tomorrow, don't you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, like Yamara's put there, I think he'd, he'd probably be on the bench. And then, yeah, he'll get about 20 to 30 minutes, potentially but uh, yeah we'll wait and see on that one but yeah 100% to have him back massive massive lift and like you said that that three of that midfield I think that's what I believed we were going to be playing for the majority of the season anyway even with the inclusion of Havertz I thought that it would be those three in the midfield because I do believe Rice has got the capabilities of playing in that eight role just as well as he does playing in that six role. But uh, yeah, we'll wait and see how that develops. But I'm I'm well happy for that three to be our midfield three again, because I think it's absolutely, you know, strong in terms of they can all play on the ball. they They can all get physical if need be. And all three of them are very capable of scoring goals as well as setting up goals.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it does look like Partey was in full first team training today. So based on that, there's no real reason why he can't or won't travel tomorrow. Um, I really hope he does. Or, or if the team is traveling this evening, I'm not too sure on that one. But either way, if he could get you know even 10 minutes on the pitch tomorrow night, that would be fantastic. And uh, like you say, just to have might, him. Might back.
1: even bring him on as a right back, James. You never know.
0: Don't oh, I, don't know say that. I mean, like, suddenly the, the feel-good feeling is back and then he yeah. reminds us that Thomas Partey's a right-back. God, can you imagine the meltdown on that? Gabriel back on the bench. Oh, that's uh, that, That's a proposition I don't even want to think about. But a slight negative is, of course, um, we haven't seen Gabriel Martinelli back. And I know, you know we're talking about not getting ahead of ourselves, but I do worry about him not uh, being able to to play a part in that game against City. And I think, you know, given that he won't travel tomorrow, obviously, it's it's extremely unlikely that he would start the game against Man City at the weekend. Um, Are you growing a little bit concerned about that? Because it was originally mentioned that he'd only be out a couple of weeks and it seems to be a bit more longer than that.
1: Yeah, but this this is the typical Arsenal, isn't it? You know, I I remember the days of Abu Dhabi would be back in two weeks and then I didn't see him for like five years. So (laughs) I can't, you know, this was meant to be eight to ten days or whatever with Martinelli. And uh, yeah, it's stretched into nearly week three now. So we'll wait and see, James. But um, I, I still believe even without Martinelli, there's enough there in that position to do a job. You know, Trossard coming back is massive. I said um, in one of the first podcasts that we did before the year, I, I remember doing it with uh, with Chris about who, who we think is going to bang. And I, I said about um, Trossard potentially in the Champions League and how useful he's going to be in those European ties, I think he, cause he's very good at unlocking defenses and, uh, yeah, I believe that he might not start tomorrow Trossard, but, uh, if he does get, if he does get on there, I, I expect him to do something. And I, I think as well, I think Nelson deserves more minutes again. I, I thought that, um, every time that I've seen him, he looks lively and I want to see him get a few more minutes if possible.
0: Yeah. Same for me. And when he came on against Bournemouth, um, I mean, he should have had an assist, shouldn't he? I mean, it was such a shame about Smith-Rowe not getting that opportunity. Well, he did get the opportunity, but not being able to put it in the back of the net. I mean, it was a, a very good fingertip save by Neto, but still, I mean, Smith-Rowe's got to bury that. But in the build-up, it was great work by Reece Nelson, who, like you say, every time he's played this season has been a, a real breath of fresh air. But that leads me on to talking about the team lineup for tomorrow night. Um, obviously, we very slightly touched on rotation. Um you're of the opinion that if Saka is is on the plane, which we know he is, he will start this game. What lineup are you expecting to see play, or what lineup would you like to see in this game?
1: Okay, so I, I'll do what I'd like, and I I, I think it'd be rare. I think I think the back four doesn't change, um, and then the midfield I'd keep it as Rice. I'd keep it as uh, Odegaard and Havertz. And then the front three, for me personally, James, I would rest, I would rest Saka. And I would put Vieira as the right winger. I'd have Nelson start on the left. And I'd have Gabby Jesus up front. That's what I would do. But I think he's going to put Gabby on the left and ketty up top and Saka on the right. And then he'll keep the, he'll keep the rest as what I've said. And then he won't. I saw a lot today. Some of the journalists predicted lineup has Ben White at right back, Tommy Asu centre back, and Gabriel. But I I would find it very very weird that Saliba goes back to France and doesn't play because I think he'd be going. Come on, boss! I want to I want to play in France. So, but I have no idea. I mean that that that's I, I again that's a that's a potential, but I can't see Ramsdale. I can't see him starting Ramsdale. I think he's gonna stick Really? With because I
0: know like we we've done the goalkeeper thing to absolute death, but okay, Raya was very good at the weekend once again. Um but Ramsdale was brilliant against Brentford. And I yes. think if there was ever a game to start Ramsdale with and prove that, you know, you're going to continue to give him opportunities, this is it. Because he's not going to start the weekend, is he, against City? No, I, I,
1: think it, I think, though, where he's got the clean sheets and, like you said, building the momentum, I think it's keeping that familiarity with the I mean, it, it's not that it's a drastic drop off between who changes anyway. Because we saw it against we saw it against uh, Brentford, it, it didn't really drop off that badly. But yeah, I think Rea now is his number one. He's going to still be his number one. And again, I keep saying it nearly every show we do. He is the better goalkeeper. Oh, that's going to it's going to spark some uh, <laughs> spark some it, fire in the comments. It, I'm it's sure. just it's just fact though, James. It is just facts. He, he is better. No, than I'm
0: more. not I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you, mate. I I just think Ramsdale has the potential to be you know an exceptional goalkeeper and
1: oh of course he does uh, we're not we're not
0: getting into this debate again mate we can't we can't go there but I think with with the international break coming up obviously between the last international break and this one coming up Ramsdale's played one game um that game against Brentford and obviously Southgate will be taking a look at that Ramsdale will undoubtedly be taking a look (laughs) at that
1: James he, he picks players that haven't even played so This I is true, actually. This is know, true. He, he picks Calvin Phillips for every squad, mate. He's not going to care that Ramsdale has only played one game. <laughs> yeah,
0: Harry Maguire, I mean, you know, he's barely kicked a ball. He might even be injured, but he'll probably yeah. still make the squad. So, yeah, yeah, no, you make a, a good point well made there. But I think, you know, irrespective of that, Ramsdale is going to be thinking that he needs to be playing. And uh, I don't want to see him giving the dead rubbers in the Champions League. I actually want to see him play in in games that matter. So my lineup is going to be slightly different to yours. And I would like to see a bit of sensible rotation, I would call it. And I'm basing this on some of the performances that I saw against Brentford that I thought were really, really positive. So I would go for Ramsdale in goal. I still want to, to see him prove that point, that he should be Arsenal's number one goalkeeper. Then I would continue with Ben White at right back. And then I'd go with Tommy Asu and Gabrielle and Kivior, which is essentially the back four that starts against Brentford. And I thought they were excellent in that second half when it was very back to the walls. I would continue with Declan Rice at the base of the midfield and the two ahead of him, Martin Erdegaard and Emil Smithrow. I would like to see Kai Havertz stay in there, given that he got the goal of the weekend and had a good performance against Bournemouth. But for me, Smithrow rowe again, uh, he missed the opportunity against Bournemouth, but he looks sharp. He looks ready to go. He had the opportunity against Brentford. Let's give him a game in the Champions League. This is a a really good game for him to do it in a serious midfield, you know, in the Arsenal first team midfield, essentially. You know, he won't be playing with the likes of Jorginho. He'll be playing with Declan Rice and and Martin Erdegaard. So that's what I want to see the midfield be. And then up top, um, I want to see Fabio Vieira on the right-hand side, similarly to you. Gabriel Jesus for the middle and then I would be happy with either Trossard or Nelson on that left hand side, but I may be leaning towards Nelson given that Trossard is coming back from that injury and bring him on. I know I know you minutes.
1: said I know you said you wanted Havertz in there somewhere. Would you accept if he wasn't going to go in the middle, would you take Havertz playing, you know, as a nine in this one?
0: It wouldn't be my preference, um, simply because Gabriel Jesus was so good against PSV, Mm. and he's had these recent games against Spurs and uh, Bournemouth, where he's been shoehorned into the team on the left-hand side. don't think he's been poor by any means, but I don't think you get the best out of him, and what we saw against PSV was Gabby Jesus at his absolute brilliant best, so... He was for me. That Yeah. And I think it will bring out the best of someone like Fabio Vieira. It will bring out the best 100%. of Emil Smithrow. It will bring out the best of either Reese Nelson or Trossard. So, yeah, for me, it's definitely Jesus through the middle. But apart from that, what do you make of that lineup, mate?
1: Uh, J- James, I'm happy with both of our teams, mate. It's just, is it, are they going to be the teams? I used to be able to think when I put my predicted lineup out, I could get at least seven of these 11 right. I think I'm lucky nowadays. If I get about uh, other than the other than the back five, <laughs> I think I get the rest complete. Oh, sorry, the back five and uh, Rice, Odegaard and Saka. I think I get the rice. I get the rest of it wrong. So we'll have to just wait and see. But yeah, they're both both teams we've picked are more than capable of doing the business against against Lens.
0: You'd like to think so. um, But then, you know, upon reflection, how many changes have I made there? Something like five or six. And Arteta's not going to do that, if we're being brutally honest. I think he'll probably make about two, two or three, Mm -hmm. um, which you have to say for the Champions League is probably a respectable amount of changes. I do think we will see a lineup like that, but it might come at a later stage, you know, Sevilla at home, Lonza at home. Um, Whereas at this point where we do... You know, we need to get the points on the board. It's only match day two in the Champions League. If we yeah. lose this game or even draw it, it, it kills that momentum going into City. I mean, I'm contradicting myself because I think the lineup I've put out is good enough to win the game. But sure. you know, if we if we didn't win it, do you, you, I mean, surely that would have a knock on effect going into City.
1: Well, yeah, mentally, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a block, but you got to get over that asap because, like I said, you're playing the top of the top. And uh, there's no room for excuses on Sunday, in my opinion. But I think as well, James. I think maybe that because Eddie won't play on Sunday, he might come on. But I can't see him starting. He'll give it, He might give Eddie a start in this one, just to you know, sort of pad it over. But I don't know. I don't know.
0: What did you make of Eddie's performance of the weekend? Because he he won the penalty, yes. and I thought his all round game was pretty good. Um, but, you know, as as the number nine, I still think it's chalk and cheese between him and Gabriel Jesus.
1: Yeah, I mean, for as much as I appreciate, you know, I, I think he's getting better at being more of a sort of link player or making these intelligent runs and everything else. You're going to be ju- When you play nine, especially for a club like Arsenal, you're going to be judged on your goals and your assists. Now, I know that, Winning penalties, I think, count as assists on fantasy football, but I don't think they account in real life. So it's harsh, but um, yeah, for me, it, it, if you're not producing, you, you're not, you know, you're not going to get given that chance. And I know a lot of people praise him, and I've praised him quite a bit as well. But the huffing and the puffing, you know, and the working hard. Is like I've said before, is the bare minimum expectation that I expect for any player that's in an Arsenal shirt, James, let alone one that's playing up front and also in a shirt that's number 14.
0: Yeah, and I have to say in the game against Bournemouth, um, I can't actually think of any decent goal scoring opportunities he found himself in. Yeah. Do you think that's exactly. down to the system and the way we play? Because we know that he's the sort of guy that likes to be on the end of crosses and, you know, last man into the box and, and things like that. But we don't play that way. Um, so do you think it's you know indicative of the system that he's not getting those goals?
1: Yeah, I think so. But then as well, that some of the some of the chances that we were creating, I just I just think that better play, that you know we have better players in those areas. I mean, um, if you look at the very first goal. That header by Jesus, I don't think Eddie attempts that. I don't think Eddie goes up and tries that. Whereas Jesus is like, I will try and do every kind of lost cause. You know, I will fight every lost cause that I can. And so that's that's the difference really for me is that you've got someone there that will literally try and attempt at anything. Whereas Eddie just it hasn't worked for him
0: yeah and you know jesus like you say he's one of those guys that will make things happen he will bring other players into the team whereas eddie um i do think he's getting better at that side of things you know his hold up plays improving uh back to go i think he's definitely getting better but he started uh this season really brightly i think he got a couple of goals um but as has always been the case with eddie he's in the team for an extended period and it drops off quite quickly um that's not to say he's been poor, because I definitely don't think he was poor against Bournemouth. Won the penalty, always works hard. But like you say, it's the bare minimum expectation. Um, again, we're going slightly off topic here, but we have been linked to Ivan Tony quite heavily in recent weeks. Um, Rumoured price tag of around £80 million. Pounds. Would you be inclined to to make a bid for him?
1: Not for that price. I, th- I think I, I, as much as I like him, and i think he's a he could be he could be a potential difference maker for us james he's been out the he's been in the cold for too long and i think 80 million that expectation now this is a guy that's full of confidence about himself so i think like declan rice he can live up to a fee but i don't i i just i think 80 million for him is extortionate and uh you know there has been links to another striker that's in the premier league that plays in Birmingham that I, and he can play across all the front three. He can't just play up top. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn my nose up at Ollie Watkins either, James. I think he's a very, very good player. And I think he, I think in Arteta's system for Arsenal, that guy would, as the kids would say, cook. For us. Well I
0: think uh, that's a really good point about Ollie Watkins because he seems to go through patches of scoring goals and then going a little bit quiet, but you know, like you say, can play across the front foot free. Um doesn't seem to really be compared in the same way to Ivan Tony. I'm not sure why, but I think it probably cost a similar amount to be honest. You know, I think he's also about twenty seven years old. Is he a bit bit older than I that? I think maybe? I
1: think he's younger, I think, isn't he? Is he? Let me, Watkins. A,
0: let me have a quick no, I mean I
1: saw I saw an absolutely ludicrous rumour today about us going for Isaac and James if he's available he's the one I would oh, he won't I, be. I know but oh, <clears> he, <throat> he, when I watch him play I'm like you are the most non-arsenal striker that's playing for somebody do you know what I mean I'm like he, he would fit us to a T if he joined
0: yeah he's silky isn't he I love the oh, guy he just, um, he's,
1: he's got that sort of he's got the power and the strength but then I'm like you're so Henri. In the, your finishing and the way that you cut in and everything else, that it's just like you—you'd love. You, you, he's another one. He'd love it, at Arsenal.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if, if there even is a slight, a very slight opportunity that we get, is that because we were linked to him before, but yeah. Newcastle signed him for something like sixty odd million, didn't they? So, yeah. if oh, he's gonna—he's gonna, he's
1: gonna it, cost bags. Oh, he's yeah, gonna he's gonna, go gonna go be him, costing a yeah.
0: hundred million plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so okay. I don't see that happening. But the one that I would be inclined to go for, if there's any. Any slight possibility of it happening would be Victor Ozimhen because even though I think that's going to be a yeah, I know, I know you're shaking your head, it's going to be a tricky one, but
1: yeah, no, he's um, he's better than all of them, (laughs) and he's younger, yeah, yeah.
0: I think if there's any slight possibility of us having that money in reserve to go for someone like an Ivan Tony or an Ollie Watkins. Given they're 27, um, you know, not that that's old by any stretch of the imagination, okay. but um, if you could potentially get someone the, a bit younger. The only
1: the only downside is, James, is that if you go and get Ossiman in January, he's got the AFCON and it's like you you we need someone to be signing and then, you know, straight away he comes in. And he fires straight away. I mean, I've got no problem with Ivan Tony, just because, like I've said, he is someone that I believe would take a price tag, just snip, sniff at it and laugh. And he and he has got a point to prove, it. and and he's he's irked James. He's angry. That you know, I think yesterday, is it Tuffalo or something? His name is had come on for Forrest. and he had somewhat similar. Mm. If any, if anything, he had the same sort of thing that, that Tony's done. Yet he's not banned, and Tony is and i think he you know i think he's got a point to prove to not only himself but i think to other people to be like look this is who i am you know in the words of simple minds don't you forget about me <laughs>
0: And I guess another player that's got a point to prove um going away from the transfer talk because we're still three months away from that again. Uh Emil Smith right I mean, we touched on him very briefly earlier, but oh, I, was, um, I was
1: so gutted for him at the weekend,
0: mate. Yeah, me too. I don't know if you saw the video of him uh after the game where he he looked like he was virtually in tears. He had his head in his hands. Um you, you know how big of an opportunity that was for him because although we're so accustomed to seeing What's that, him was that
1: because he got knocked or something or was he just no I think, that, I
0: think that was generally because of because I mean he's pictured in training today so I don't think that was oh, anything they, to do with a knock oh but bless
1: him no he no, shouldn't I, get upset like that
0: no I mean he shouldn't but you can understand why he did Like I yes. can really understand because he like, like I was about to say we're so accustomed to him scoring goals for us regularly um that it feels like just part of his game. But it must be, well, it is over a year since he last scored a professional goal. So he must be chomping at the bit to see that ball go in the back of the net. For him to score a Premier League goal, I mean, coming off the bench, scoring a goal, it's what he did in his sleep in the 21-22 season. So yeah, I was gutted for him. But that's why I'm so keen on him starting this game or at least getting a good 30 minutes off the bench. I
1: will will say though, it's the same as what we talked about with the uh, Brentford game. As much as I go, oh, you should bury that, it's a very good save. Hmm. Like the same as that Flecken one the other day was a good save. The Neto, it was a good save. I think I think one of them, one of the two chances, definitely more than the other one. But yeah, there was there was like even even though he did make the save, I'm like, you've got to be tucking that. But yeah, the second one still as well was a very good save.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a really good chance that he made for himself as well in the game of the weekends. Um but how encouraging is it to see Smith Rowe getting into those opportunities, creating those chances for himself?
1: Oh yeah, you know, it's but, amazing. But we we know this. You know, any any true Arsenal fan knows this, James. We know what this guy can do. We've seen it. It's just again, obviously, he's had the surgery now. Um, there was, you know, claims made about his weight and what have you. I, to me. I know I'm not the thinnest person in the world, but he doesn't look—he doesn't look like a big lad like me to, to me. So clearly, he's done something right there. And uh, yeah, I just hope he gets more minutes, and he—he he will tuck him away. He's, hes too talented. You don't—you don't become rubbish overnight. I've said that so many times throughout the years. And yeah, he's too good of a player to not give him more minutes and more chances. And Arteta knows this as well. He mentioned it the other week. So, and there's plenty of games and plenty of time. Like we said, tomorrow if we're three or four up and we on fifty-five, sixty minutes, hook them. Got five subs, get the lads on, and then hopefully, hopefully, you'll tuck one right in. And what, what a good moment that is! Someone that's young that's got us to the Champions League to come on. I mean, I thought it was very fitting that the first player to score Arsenal's goal on their return to the Champions League was Pikayo Saka. I thought, well, that just you know. After all the years, that he, yeah. After all the years, he worked so hard to get us back there. I was grateful that he was the one of the ones that tucked it in.
0: Well, fingers crossed. We uh, we do see some more of the Smith on uh, on on Tuesday nights. But for me, I I would definitely be inclined to start him in this game. Um, I just want to keep this good feeling going with him. He looks like he's getting in goal scoring opportunities. My only slight reservation would be, you know, at Brentford he did look a bit knackered after just half an hour. So whether he's got you know sixty minutes in the tank at the highest level. Um, maybe that's why we might not see him start this game, but like you say, at 55 or 60 minutes, if the game is you know almost won, um, or is won, then let's let's bring him on. Uh, so yeah, a lot to be positive about. Another player that, um, I do want to briefly touch on that I think is also at a very good start to the season, Takiro Tomiyasu. Uh, I thought again came on against Bournemouth just solid as a rock, mate. He's been fantastic in every game he's played. Um, And you could say the same for Jakob Kivior, who's found minutes more hard to come by this season. But again, brilliant against Brentford. I know we don't want to make too many wholesale changes to the defence, but when you've got two guys as solid as that, surely they've got to to play some games.
1: Yeah. And Tommy Asu especially, I think he's a very big momentum type of player. So the more and more that you play him obviously the better and better he's going to get and uh yeah he's he, ha- he has been classed. james like you said he's a real warrior out there and even when he's you know at center back i thought he had he played very very well and showed that that's an option but either if he's at right back or he's even inverting on the left hand side like i mentioned before he he was so comfortable going into the midfield and just you know smashing them through there and tucking a pass here and there and everything else like that. So, yeah, I've got no qualms if Tomiyasu's starting or climbing on. And same with Kivio, and I think Kivio's one that the more and more he plays, the more and more we're going to be talking about him because he goes so under the radar, but he just looks so solid. Like Like I mentioned before, every pass that he makes is progressive. It's not wasted. It's, it's, it's like it's trying to do something. And then he's got a bit about him pace-wise as well that he's looking for a few give and goes out there, which is a bit different. You know, Sinchenko sometimes will lay it off and then he, he might drift into the middle, but he won't go. i might like, or overlaps a lot more. And he's like, yeah, come on, then let's, you know, I can, I'll can i take a man on, I'll beat a man. So, yeah, you can't moan at that, mate.
0: No, you certainly can't. It's just times like this where I wish we had Yuri Timberfit because he would be he'd be perfect for this game wouldn't he
1: uh, he he was so important system wise to what we were going to do this year james and it's amazing that we've you know still come out as unscathed as we have we're still unbeaten so you know there's no complaints from me but yeah he he was going to be such a such an important player you never you never knew maybe <laughs> a lot of people called for zinchenko to be pushed further forward that might have happened if timber was there you never know but he, well, he, he, he was going to fill in left and right so much. Even left, he right, might have in even, the middle. Exactly. He could have done so much. But, yeah, he's another one. I, hopefully when he comes back, like uh, there was that clip of Gary Lewin and it was clear he was talking about over Mars, wasn't it? And I hope that, you know, after this bad injury, he comes and does an over Mars, even if it's only for a couple of years, James, I hope that we see the best of him. Because on the small sample size that we did, I thought he was excellent. He was. He just uh, comes straight in against Man City and was not faced by any of them.
0: And I think the, the you know, the saving grace with Timber is he is still so young. Like what yeah. is he, twenty three, something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Um so he fits into this cohort brilliantly. I think he's you know I don't think this injury will be too much of an issue for him, so long as he keeps himself fit, healthy, um, recovers in time. I'm sure that he's still going to have a fantastic Arsenal career, but it's it's such a shame that he's not available for, for games like this because he would be perfect. But, you know, there hasn't been much talk about Timber since he got the injury and, you know, since he's not really been a part of the squad. But if we were to get him back in, say, March, and he was able to play a part in those final two, parts of the, two months of the season, how big a part of the squad do you think he could be?
1: Oh if it's anything like um if it was anything like he was at the start, pivotal. Pivotal James. Uh he 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 looked like he'd been there for ages when it was like his debut when well, you know when well, you know, first ever community shield type game, you know, and yeah, I think he was so confident he, he looked like he was absolutely ecstatic to be playing for Arsenal as well. Absolutely. And, and that's that, that means everything. And I, what I liked as well was that the other players that we signed had such a big, you know, talk about them. And yet he, very again, like, a, like I mentioned a minute ago, he went very, very under the radar. And I don't think that bothered him. And in his interview, he said that his best qualities were obviously um, a certain control and calmness. And I'm and I'm like that. Even though Saliba, Gabrielle White, and everything—they've been fantastic. I've got no problem whatsoever about having an extra calmer presence in that back line. I mean Rice, I think help. I think Rice calms them down a lot more. There's another leader there in that squad, and I think he's another one that with that back four, he, he, he asserts calmness with them as well. But yeah, I don't mind having more calm heads because you know I'm not. I don't want to jump the gun, but at the weekend. They've got previous about winding our players up, especially the two fullbacks. They like to go for Ben White and they extremely love winding up Zinchenko. Well, the guy who done it, Mares, isn't there anymore, but he used to love winding Zinchenko up. So I could see if Timber was available that he wouldn't play Zinchenko in that game. And he'd put Timber in there. I think yeah. he might I think he might, um, I think he might flip it at the weekend. I think he might want the person that's better 1v1
0: be interesting i mean it's, yeah. it's good that we've still got the option we still got another show to, to do now. that though
1: we got another show we do, to do we do let's not get ahead of
0: ourselves <laughs> but um yeah i mean it, i think arteta is conscious and aware of our lack of depth oh, in of that course area. that's why we've seen zinchenko go off early so many times yeah. in games which is good to see um but yeah i just I, God, I wish he was available as yamara's put in the chat he's only 22 years old i looked it up and he's um Yeah, he's only just turned 22 this year. So this injury shouldn't be a problem. He's young enough to recover. And fingers crossed, uh, we see him back in the squad very, very soon. But I suppose, you know, you're talking about calm, composed players. He definitely fits into that category. Begs the question as to why we are so erratic at home. I don't want to get onto the City game at all, but... You look at our squad and okay, we're young, but that back four we've got is very composed. Let's look at how composed the entire team was away at the Vitality Stadium. Why can't we do that at the Emirates?
1: I think we just get giddy. I think we get too excited, James. <laughs> so Don't Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think um, I think sometimes we're not using the tactical side of the brain and it's just purely running on vibes. Yeah. And that's something that I've been very, very guilty in my life at doing. And yeah, I do wish at times that I used my tactical mind instead of my running on vibes.
0: Well, sometimes, you know, it's good to run the vibes, but uh, it is, the Emirates. it is,
1: you know, my, my life motto, James, has always been, if it feels good, do it. But that's a very, <laughs> very dangerous way to live your life. And I would not recommend it in a uh, high caliber professional football.
0: Well, from time I to time, a,
1: or if I was a high-calibre professional athlete, which I'm not,
0: one day, don't let yeah, your dreams be well, dreams. Well, you know,
1: you know, I, if look, if the side men game, if they if they need a ringer, if they need a terrible ringer, I am available. You know, this <laughs> channel's this channel's got a big reach, and uh, it can make dreams come true. So, you know, if if there is a 2024 20, side men game, <laughs> I I am happy to play in it.
0: Well, KSI, for about um, ten minutes, I will give you, I will give you ten on. minutes.
1: 10 minutes is all i can give because i will be coming up to 33 so i will be at the end of my of my professional career
0: <laughs> hey don't say that mate look kielini was still thriving at 33 that's how i try and look at it so
1: um yeah, yeah. but i'm not, I, i'm not playing at the back james
0: You're not playing at the back okay well not, di I'm natale not, didn't thrive till he was in his 30s yes so look at it way, mate and look at Giroud, 37 <laughs> coming up to. i think uh I mean, you know, at the peak of his powers. So that's how we've got to look at it, mate. That's how we've yeah. got to look at it. Um, I've,
1: just, I've just got a big head, James. So it's literally like, get that, get them crosses in, and we'll see what happens. Because I've got no pace. <laughs> I've got, I've got no left foot. What but, else do you need? Well, this is it. From a dead ball, lethal. <laughs> but man, asking me to move around and everything, you've got no chance, mate. No chance.
0: Well, I'm sure I get tired. I get tired. I get tired of great
1: cheese, James. So I don't think I'm ready for high intensity football. I know how you feel, mate. Cardio isn't <laughs> isn't for me
0: either. Um, but before we go off topic and uh, talk about cheese and big heads, um, what is your prediction for Lons tomorrow evening?
1: I'm gonna go for three-one. I would like a three-nil, but I'm gonna go for three-one.
0: So. We've not conceded a goal yet away from home.
1: I know. Um,
0: I think that's going to continue, and I'm going to go for 3-0. Uh, before we do wrap up, who do you fancy to get on the score sheet?
1: Uh, well, let's judge it by who I think's going to start. I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for Odegaard. I think Martin Odegaard's going to score for us. Yeah, he'll do, anyone else? He'll, do, he'll do his trademark smash. Um I think if Trossard plays, he'll probably pick one up. But I, do you know what, James? I'd love for Havertz to score again. Me too. Just because um, there's nothing wrong with a bit of Shakira every now and then, is there?
0: No, absolutely not. I think we're <laughs> going to be hearing that chant from So do I. to finish.
1: I think that's going to be the first thing they sing as soon as it kicks off.
0: I hope so. And to be honest, look, I know I was talking about Smith Rowe starting, but I will be equally happy if Havertz is to start because I do think he's finally finding his feet. Uh, not only did he get the goal against Bournemouth, but his all-round performance was was positive. I thought um, not mind-blowing, but it's going in the right direction. If he could top it off with another goal contribution of any sorts tomorrow night, that'd be fantastic. Whether it's you know from the start from the bench, let's let's see some more Kai Havertz. You, uh,
1: you see Stevie Nichol on ESPN. Digging us out for giving over. yes, patterns. I
0: certainly but did. That guy um, is absolutely mental. You, I've got you know, to say. you know,
1: I think I think it's what sixteen out of seventeen career penalties he scored. Yeah, and he scored three last season in the league. Oh, it's and unprofessional! Really? It's unprofessional giving you? him a penalty.
0: I don't understand why they've got such an issue with that. Um, you know, it's it's a real show of unity of this team. I think to yeah. give him the penalty to boost exactly. his confidence. Um, I yeah. People will always find something with Arsenal, mate. It's just the yes, way it is. Yes, they will.
1: Yes, they will. Look at, look at the whole VAR situation at the moment, mate. Oh, when yes, it has, going back to going up. When it happened to us, nobody cared. Yet now it's happened to Liverpool and the media really like Liverpool. And, you know, Liverpool like to complain a lot. It's all of a sudden, it's a crisis. It's the end of the world now that it's happened to Liverpool. There's decisions, James, going back last season, even further, that have affected every single team. Yet the minute it happens to Liverpool, it's the end of the world as we know it.
0: Absolutely. Um, but fingers crossed it does spark some change because uh oh god, that Diaz goal was ridiculous. And as we saw yeah. last season, yeah. the way it happened to us against Brentford. I mean, this this just can't go on. But fingers crossed, yeah. um, and you know, touchwood, we don't have to deal with that sort of officiating tomorrow night because we are in the <laughs> Champions League. Yeah, we don't have to worry about the PG. And I, I
1: think I think the Champions League have the same offside technology as the World Cup, you know, they're not like us over here that just automated, no, isn't it? The English way is the best way. We know better than everybody else, clearly. So. Of course we do. Yeah. of course. You know. Well, thank you very much. we the game and all that, you know, rubbish. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, on that note, mate, I think we'll leave it there. Yes. Thank you very much for uh, joining me. As always, any final
1: thoughts? Just everybody enjoy the game. And I, I saw that Fiona was in the chat. I saw Fiona's tweet earlier, and I'm very happy that she's doing well and hopefully she will be back at the Emirates soon for everybody to come say hello and see her.
0: Yes, likewise. I saw the tweet as well. Well done, Fiona. I mean, I can't imagine what you're going through, but that must be such a a weight off your shoulders to have that positive news. So fingers crossed, yeah, to echo JJ. We see you back uh, fit and firing at the Emirates in in the not-too-distant future. But um, thank you to everyone, as always, that has joined us in the chat room this evening. Just a quick mention to our sponsor, Ruth Beckart. Make sure you go and follow her on Twitter. Check out her wonderful pieces. Check out her shop on Etsy. And um, we are, you know, in the process of brewing up another giveaway, which we'll be doing via Twitter.
1: A Christmas card should be out soon as well. want to keep an eye on them. Oh, really? there.
0: oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe we'll do a Christmas card giveaway. I'm not sure if there's a Halloween themed <laughs> one, but, you know we're open to all seasons. So uh, Ruth, if you're listening and you've got any ideas for collaborations, let's do it, but do keep an eye on our Twitter because we will be doing it um, via that platform. And we'll have another giveaway in the next week or so, but um, JJ, thank you as ever for joining me, mate. Uh, You can follow JJ. His Twitter handle is right there at LL call James 91 and the James Johnston football channel as always. And uh, yeah, thank you to everyone that has tuned in this evening. Um, make sure to like, subscribe, follow us, and download us on the various audio platforms. From myself and JJ, up the Arsenal. See yeah, you later. Bye bye.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.